This presentation was from Yorks Australia 2017, held in Sydney. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit yorksaustralia.com.au. Hi everyone, how are you, you going today? So, my name is Greg Saxton and I work for Insurance Australia Group as a user experience designer. And I'd like to start today with a story. And I'm going to go back to December 2006, where I'm in Paris. I'm standing in the Louvre Museum, and to my left, a crowd gathers around to look at uh, the, the, get a glimpse of the Mona Lisa. And on my right is a huge 16th century masterpiece. It's probably the biggest painting I've ever seen in the world. And all around me are some of the most magnificent paintings that you'll ever see. And it's really surreal. So I look out front, and I see something that looks a little like this. I thought, really? This is the Louvre. Put your phones away and soak it in. Come on, guys. Um, I look around, um, and, uh, and over, in the, in the, uh, over in the distance, my two boys are standing there, and they're pointing out the details in a painting. And I thought to myself, well, at least my wife and I are doing something right. And then I look back to the group of kids, and they're now looking up and paying attention to a young woman who's asking them questions about the painting above. And eagerly, they're putting up their hands, calling out, pick me, pick me. And they're sprouting off things that they just learned about the painting. And so as it turns out, she was their guide. And I had just been pretty judgmental. Um, but it did make me think of a quote from John Culkin. And he said, we shape our tools and thereafter our tools shape us. And it wasn't that the kids were disinterested in the history around them. They were being shaped by our tools. And our tools, were always, uh, and our tools are always shaping all of us. Our society has become more sophisticated because our tools have, have increased our ability to communicate, collaborate and learn. And it's putting us in with, within reach of solving some of the world's biggest problems. Our tools now give us access to the world's information, no matter whenever we want it and wherever we are. We're all nodes connected on a global network. And we've become digitally enhanced human beings and we didn't even really notice this happening. But it's, we're not always being shaped for the better. We get constant reminders of negative, uh, the impacts of negative antisocial behaviours on our society with things like harassment, bullying, trolling. And that's just what we've seen with the internet and mobile technologies. But we're now in a time of hyperchange, where an insane amount of technologies are in use and they're heading towards full-blown commercial maturity within the next couple of years. And these tools will shape us in ways that we can't even begin to imagine. We've got things like blockchain and cryptocurrencies, autonomous vehicles, chatbots and IoT, robots and AI, immersive technologies such as augmented virtual and mixed reality. And all of these tools will bring with them new challenges for us as designers to tackle. So today I want to mainly focus on some of the new challenges and opportunities that social VR will present to us as designers and make a case for why if you haven't already started to extend your expertise beyond U, uh, 2D UIs, you probably really should. So a fundamental shift occurs in the perspective of our users when we design immersive experiences. Instead of observing our UIs through a viewport, which is then framed by our physical reality as a point of reference, our users are transported into the experience where they are immersed and their perspective shifts to that of an actor, where they interact uh, with their environment and, and other things around them. This is a key point. When immersed in an experience, we have a deeper connection with our surroundings and we often feel a greater sense of understanding and emotion whether it's empathy, fear, sorrow, joy or elation. Our senses speak directly to our deeper subconsciousness, which makes, which makes how they shape us more intense and harder to perceive than with traditional mediums. Magic Leap and Facebook are among a number of companies that are pouring billions of dollars into moving towards 
the concept of all-day, everyday computing through mixed reality. And this concept is really interesting to me because what it means is that the need for physical screens and the devices that we use today, such as smartphones and watches and tablets, uh, desktop and laptop computers, TV and even movie screens, in the form of expensive physical hardware, are set to become almost obsolete. Instead, these are likely to become apps which can be purchased for a couple of bucks and they can be summoned on demand and then placed or used anywhere within our virtual or augmented lifestyles. So you might be thinking, I won't be wearing one of those big headsets all day, and we already have too much screen time anyway. Well, according to Magic Leap, that's not a problem because their minimal form factor wearables that they have in development at the moment are not going to have any screens at all. Instead, our vision will be augmented with photons being beamed directly into our retinas and processed by our own visual cortex. What's more, the digital images augmented in our vision will be able to interact with our physical surroundings, which is also being mapped in real-time 3D. So this will be a big step away from our current headset technology. And it's not hard to imagine that before long, these will be in use absolutely everywhere. So often when we think of social VR, we often think of uh, games or social networking. But by 2020, it's expected to be commonplace in our work, our education, aged care, tourism, even commerce. Because these technologies allow us to be present in places where we're not physically located. Monica Bielscott says, what we need is not more technology-driven experiences, but experience-driven technology. And so it's important that we start establishing some solid design practices for immersive content as soon as possible. There are some challenges already emerging in social VR, which encroach on our users' right to feel safe and comfortable. And these are something that we now need to deal with. So I'm talking about things like the invasion of personal space and being surrounded. There's teleport stalking, disturbing sounds and heavy breathing behind your ear, like really creepy stuff, inappropriate gestures and touching. And then there's trolling. What about when people start blocking our users' view with things like banners and objects and, and, and other things when we're at virtual con concerts and conferences? How do we prevent that? What about sexual and age-inappropriate behaviour? How do our users know the true age and gender of the people behind the avatars that they're interacting with? And then there's virtual criminality. What about when people commit real crimes in virtual reality? How do we design in ways that prevent and discourage that? But what about some of the positives? Well, well-crafted immersive experiences can have the power to further sophisticate and shape our societies in ways that they never could before. By shifting our users' perspectives, they can experience empathy on a deeper level than in any other technological medium. VR allows us as designers to close that temporal gap between cause and effect and allow our users to get a greater appreciation for the impact that their actions can have on themselves, our environment and other beings. In a study conducted by the University of Georgia, they learned that the emotional effects of immersive experiences are long-lasting compared to any other mediums. So immersive technologies give us a platform on which we can now design content that will positively shape our society by increasing empathy for people with disabilities, bridging foreign language and literacy gaps, raising self-awareness and emotional intelligence. We can engender things like racial sensitivity and respect for the environment. Uh, we, and we can further increase people's intellect and willingness to help others. Phobias, lack of confidence and low self-esteem issues account for an unprecedented waste in human potential. And so imagine what the human race could achieve if we could design experiences which could inspire change in our users and help them conquer their fears and increase their self-confidence and sense of self-worth. So we need to start thinking differently because the role of experienced designers is becoming much more important and complex than it ever has before. And as you can see, the techniques that we currently use 
to design a more engaging and humanistic experience for the viewport have to expand and evolve. The human-computer interactions we now craft into our UIs will soon extend to human-to-human-like interactions as we place our users in spatial environments as actors interacting with avatars and characters. We will need to address all of the subtleties of human communication, including nonverbal, as well as social etiquette and ethics. And so there's so much to learn. There's new standards to set. Uh, there's new design and interaction patterns to develop. So let's make sure that we're exploring these new frontiers in design and evolving our skills in time to meet the demand so that the content is intentionally well-crafted by designers and not just developed with the best of intentions. Nancy Durate says, the future is not a place that we are going to go. It's a place that you get to create. And so let's all create it right. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this presentation from UX Australia 2017. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au.